Well, welcome folks to Transmuting Tuesdays. Deidre and I thought we'd get online and occasionally, aka weekly, connect and talk about what's on our minds using the tools of transmuting white supremacy and patriarchy. So here we are, kicking it off, giving it a go. How you feeling, Dee? I'm, <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. I think we're... Um... We're in a moment of uh, of paradigmatic shift, I guess. <laughs> like I, 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 you know, we're in a. I, I, my perception of reality currently is that shit is crazy, and I know you're not supposed to say crazy because it's ableist. But sorry, that's my experience. Things seem upside down. Things feel backwards, and at the same time, things are exactly how they're supposed to be when mm. living in a um, world carved and constructed by systems of oppression. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So here we are, here we are. Mm -hmm. What feels upside down and backwards, particularly given the, the news of the last few days? You know, I think five to 10 years ago, I would have been much more, uh, honestly, much more, um, angry. Uh, where I am now and how I see the world, I have a rage. I feel a lot of rage, but I'm not angry. It's interesting. Mm. I am. Um, I, my, my belief systems are such that this, this is exactly how um, a system of oppression works. And like, you know, in our course, I was thinking about this the other, you know, a couple of days ago in our course, we, uh, I, I titled the, the section on um, patriarchy, hiding in plain sight. And I chuckled to myself, not that it's funny, but like, uh, you know, what did I say it last time? Like funny, you know, funny, uh, aha, not uh, funny. Yeah, aha. <laughs> yeah. And it's like an aha, but also like a, it is a little bit frightening just in terms of um, you know, I think so I know patriarchy is such an academic, it's such a, it can feel like really overly academic term. Um, and what I, what's interesting to me, and I think where I'm enraged, but not in anger is that this is, it just shows what already existed. Like, I think there's a way mm -hmm. in which systems of oppression have lulled us into a false sense of freedom, a false sense of security. Like, and we've gotten, used to oppression in a way that can, or let me, let me switch into the eye. I, in my experience of the world around me, so people around me, and this is just my perception, have gotten used to accepting what is, accepting mm. what we see, yeah. accepting um, that there has to be struggle, accepting that there has to be that, that scarcity um, is more real than abundance, you know, yeah. that, um, that, uh, there's an inability that we, that, that, that the possibility of people disagreeing and not killing each other is not, does not exist, right? Mm -hmm. That, mm -hmm. that disagreement means violence, means killing, means, um, that if I want to make space for me, I have to make less space for you. Like, um, yeah. 
And that used to make me angry, but given my experience of the world, that anger was often internalized, right? It was taken in because that's all the world has ever given me is this idea that it's my fault. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, as I practice very intentionally transmitting white supremacy and patriarchy, my lens has changed that like I I can see it. Like it's it's not, I don't necessarily have anger. I have rage Mm -hmm. in that. I have rage of that. There are are other options available to us. and that the systems, not only the systems of oppression have not only created a world in which many of us are hungry, many of us um, are unhoused, you know, many of us are um, demonized for who we love or uh, the, the, the gender we know we are, like et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, also, which I don't hear a lot of folks talk about because they feel like, like I feel like it. People think it gets too woo-woo or too crunchy <laughs> or new age. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it's like the impact of systems of oppression on how we think, how yeah. we perceive the world, and I think that's the switch that has happened for me. Of like, I'm quite clear. I'm getting more clear every day on what the systems of oppression specifically of white supremacy and specifically of patriarchy, what they have, they're constantly telling us to see or believe or feel. And they're, they're all false premise. They're all not, they're not based in anything other than someone's perception and it's not mine. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I sit. I sit in the rage of like, Oh, patriarchy, you know, this idea that, that we, that those of us who identify as women, particularly in in this case of like bodily autonomy for cis women, that we don't have control over that, that never went away just because abortion Mm -hmm. was you know, legal, it wasn't even really legal. (laughs) It was sanctioned in most of the country, but a lot of parts, people, it was really hard to get to, right? Like, so that's how I think about it of like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know which, I don't. We are a nation that has been mollified. So like docile, almost made docile, made like, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just go on with business as usual, always. Mm-hmm. We just take what the systems of oppression give us. We take, yeah. we take the hit. And so I wonder if this is one of those times where we won't just take the hit, but I, I don't feel confident in that because from my perception and experience of the world, there's not enough of us actively attempting to lift that veil right. of how the systems of oppression affect our thoughts, affect how we perceive our own power and our own possibilities and what we are, um, what we are worthy of, right? Mm. If, I, if, 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 if deep down I, I still really believe that I'm not worthy until I prove myself, right? If I, if I continue to believe there's a difference between how one will act and how one will, what one will put up with if, uh, if they believe they're worthy by virtue of breath 
versus worthy by virtue of what they produce or what mm -hmm. they can create or what mm -hmm. job they can get or what education they have or what neighborhood they live in, you know? Mm -hmm. There's a difference in how the engagement of the world is gonna be different because of that core belief colors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know I just said a lot, sorry. No, I'm taking it in, I appreciate that. I'm thinking about particularly after this quote unquote overturn, I appreciate that you're naming that while it was sanctioned and technically legal, that it still was inaccessible, right? In many ways. And it was like the fact that it's even a permission is in and of itself, right? The form of white supremacy and patriarchy, a form of white supremacy and patriarchy. And I'm really appreciating that you're naming the power of, that if we don't trans transmute how white supremacy and patriarchy is in our belief systems, that really is resonating for me in, in that I've been in reflection about how activated the country is, but let's be, I think it's really important to be honest how activated white feminism is right now. And like black women have been screaming, well, for decades, uh, uh, loudly that and falling on ears that are not willing to listen, because I think there's a lot in how systems of oppression in, I'll just speak for white from my perspective as a white woman, I'm not speaking for any other white women, but I'm present to my perspective that is um, that one way white supremacy and patriarchy has numbed and infiltrated my belief system is that I have to actively work to remember that we're interconnected. Like if I don't exercise mindfulness and look for the beliefs of how I'm focusing on how something is impacting me versus the collective. Um, and I think that's what's happening. Like that's, I'm taking that experience, that personal experience and seeing like, oh, well now everybody's in upset, right? And everybody being like what the media will carry uh, activated by a lot of white women right now. And so for me, I'm in this one appreciation about how we as a collective um, need to be, or could be if we're transmuting, looking at our belief system. But also I feel like there's a call for accountability of white women again, like those that voted for Trump, but that might also now be outraged about the impact of that, but not making that connection, who could have simply listened uh, to the voices of black women who were saying loud and clearly, this is, this is what's gonna happen. There's gonna be an unraveling. And what does it look like to actually not only listen to us who are most impacted um, by the intersection of white supremacy and patriarchy, but also for white women to really interrogate our belief systems about why does it take it in, in something impacting us directly? Like, why don't we just believe black women, right? Like more white women based on class are going to have access to abortion, whether it's legal or not, right? And so this will disproportionately impact um, black women, indigenous women, um, and not just women, right? Like also trans, trans folks and non-binary folks um, are also a really important uh, connection in this reproductive justice movement. But I think that's another example of those voices not being heard and how do our beliefs connect to who we're hearing and why? Like what identities does it take 
for folks who hold power and privilege to really listen. So I feel like that for me is a connection of like the belief work and like our listening, because that kaleidoscope that we talk a lot about is the filter at which we're able to see things um, or experience things. And I think a lot of that's connected both to our experiences in the world and to the belief systems that are a result of the world that we've lived in. Like it feels very women's marchy to me, like the, the women's march, a lot of the conversation. And I went to that women's march in DC. It was very, it felt like Ebony Janice always says this. She's like, well, I wish people would cite their sources. She's just said the other day, she's like, I hear people saying things 10 years later, 20 years later, 60 years later that black women have been saying for a really long time. And we're not citing our sources. We're not saying anything new. Um, it's just maybe in it more, what did she say in a more, um, contemporary language. Um, but yeah, this just feels both, you know, something to be rageful of. And at this time, you know, I, I'm inviting folks into an intersectional inquiry of like, so what about my identity and the identities of those I'm listening to are playing out here? Um, and what does that mean for what's the lesson for, I mean, I hate to say like, how could this have been avoided? Because maybe it couldn't have been avoided. Maybe this is a necessary part of the pendulum shift for patriarchy and white supremacy to play out or topple. But I am just really, I'm hoping that folks are taking the time to be in inquiry about their own belief systems instead of just quickly pointing the fingers outward at all the other things that need to shift. So those are just some things I've been present to this weekend while I've been sitting in I don't know what I've been sitting in confusion. I, I feel like I've been really confused. Like, I'm like, oh no, a lot of people are really upset. And we didn't, this is not, we knew this was like, this was coming before that was leaked. We knew this was coming. Like three Supreme court justices were appointed by Trump. We knew this was coming. How did Trump get elected? We knew this was coming. Like, it's just a really interesting it's, it's been interesting to, to just witness. Yeah, it's just, it's an interesting witness of my own confusion. And maybe that's a trauma response. So I'll just kind of pause there. Confusion is often a trauma response for me. Yeah. I mean, thank you for sharing all that. And I think I, you know, it, that's, that's what I mean when I say what I'm finding really interesting and it's, you know, what I'm finding really interesting is the, is that my, what I perceive to be surprised, what I perceive to be, you know, what I perceive to be aghast that this happened, you know, and, and, and it does seem to be in particular those who are sitting in non-targeted identities, mm -hmm. race and, and gender. Um, and so that's what I'm saying, like what I'm finding, you know, I'm, I'm very conscious of, I'm sitting in sadness, 
Mm -hmm. I'm sitting in sadness, like, you know, grief. I, I'm always sitting in grief. Grief is perpetual for me, just one, because I, 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 uh, you know, my lens of the world is one is that I'm quite clear. I have great clarity that the choices we make as a species are so unfortunate. They do not, I do not believe that um, they are inevitable. Mm -hmm. And I, and, but I'm in a world that believes they're inevitable. I'm yeah. surrounded by a lot of people who, for whatever reason, I, I don't even judge it anymore, but I am surrounded by a lot of people that I know that I don't know who, mm -hmm. who really think the worst of, of, of our species. And I don't judge it because I, I can imagine having had my own life of abuse, why that is like, I don't judge it. And even for whatever reason, for me, I haven't defaulted to, well, that's just the way it is, or that's how right. our species is. Mm -hmm. And so there's grief that I sit with. Um, there's also sadness knowing that there's a both end happening where um, by virtue of I don't even know what, by virtue of something, my life is such that I have certain privilege that allows me to be so outside and, yeah. and, and um, do the work that I do and engage the world the way that I engage. Like, you know, I've always said, <laughs> I've always said like the best gift, like whatever, whatever you think it's happenstance or God, Allah, angels, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is, but the best gift was that I was born a black cis lesbian woman. Like for me, it's been the best fucking gift ever, yeah. ever, ever, ever. I'm like super fucking grateful. And I say that because it's that lesbian part has really um, created a reality for me now. It, 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 it colored the choices that I made, even when I didn't know that that's what it was doing, that created this reality that I sit in now where I have certain privilege, which is crazy, right? To think I have certain privilege because I'm a black lesbian, but there is some privilege that I see that allows me to question reality mm -hmm. in a way that I think if I were more entangled mm -hmm. um, in a heterosexual world, that would be harder. Yeah. Um, I, at least that's my perception, right? I don't mm -hmm. know that to be true, but that's my perception. Like it just, and so there's times where I'm thinking like now is it, so that, it, and so it also sits with a world that I've created that there's certain things around, there's certain things that other people in the world experience that I do not. Um, and so I'm careful of like, when I start to have this very introspective or like, it can come across as very intellectual experience of the world. I'm cognizant that other people are having a much different embodied experience of the world. Yeah. And that's what's sad. Like my sadness comes from that more folks don't have the privilege that I have even sitting in a yeah. black cis woman, lesbian body. Yeah. Which is crazy. Right. In our world, you would think like so many people would make assumptions about that and and you could like i get it but sure. that's when i talk to people about identity of like to me there's a there's i have an understanding that identity in and of itself is used to control us is used to separate us mm. and i have a lot of pride in my identity there's a lot of privilege that comes from the identity there's a lot of growth that's come from the challenges of a mm -hmm. targeted identity and all that kind of stuff 
So I say all that to say that I, you know, I was listening to AOC's, AOC did a uh, AOC live on, on the 26th, uh, on uh, a, her IG live on the 26th. Mm-hmm. And toward the end of it, and it, you know, I loved it. It helped, it, it, it helped lift me. I don't know that I'm going to do anything that she had on there, but I love the possibilities. Like I love when people yeah. talk about possibilities. Like right. what are the different things folks can do? What are the considerations? So I loved it. The thing that caught me was at the end, she said, and I had to pull over. I was actually driving and I was listening to it. I had to pull over to write it down. And she had said that she was speaking of quote, creating the conditions of consciousness end quote. Like she said that when she said mm-hmm. that, I was like, Oh, and I was, I was like, that's why I love transmuting white supremacy and patriarchy, the practice, the tools that yeah. um, I am incorporating daily in my life and daily meaning sometimes I go to it default. Sometimes I don't, and I'm conscious of it. Sometimes yeah. I don't, and that's I'm right. not conscious of it. Right. But it's a practice that I'm com- that I come back to, even when I forget, I don't, uh, the practice is to not self-shame. So I don't ever go back to it. It's just like, okay, right. well, there it is. Let's go back to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like, I am grateful that for whatever reason, my ancestors, my spirit guides, happenstance, whatever fuck people want to call that there is a practice that I learned that is doing just that, right. It's creating the conditions for my consciousness, mm-hmm. right. In right. terms of the, the um, conscious and unconscious choices, actions that I make, um, or being able to see with greater clarity what the choices and actions, systems of oppression hide from me or take away Mm. me and others. Yeah. Um, To be able to see that is such a gift. And like Mm -hmm. this time right now, I still continue, like you see, you know, this activation of white women. Yeah. Like, like, like I get it. Like, it makes sense that they're, sure. they're activated. It has to be per- a lot for many of us. It has to be very personal for yeah. shit to um, move us. And what I still don't hear, like I heard it a little bit in AOCs, but it was very indirect, very light. It was very indirect. Uh, but is the need, I believe that there still is this need of us to figure out, and I think it starts from the eye, mm-hmm. but it's to figure out how to be in conversation with each other. Yeah. To be in right. community on a shared planet. That's right. And like, unless I do like that, if I don't do that, I work, um, I am moving in the way that white supremacy and patriarchy wants me to move, which means even when I think I'm standing up for myself as a black woman, a, gay, a, a lesbian woman, a cis woman, a, a, a educated woman, a person in the black community, a person in the Puerto Rican community, like whatever different identity I might wanna grab from, or if it's not my identity and I wanna make space for, for, for trans folks, for gay men, for white people, for mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like to be, The only way I know that I can do that is by lifting that veil that allows me to have the conversations because people are going to say fucked up shit. People are going to hurt my feelings. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be harmed. I am going to say fucked up shit. 
I'm going to hurt people's feelings. I am going to harm. But I think that there's a difference between we have somehow, I don't, I can only speak for the United States because I, you know, have only really ever lived here. It feels like we have, we have just forgotten what it even means to have real conversations with each other that, um, that is uncomfortable, that is tough, that can't be, that can't be fixed in that there's no solution in an hour, you know, that there's no, you know, and so, and, but, and, and we're just in this hamster wheel. We're just in this hamster wheel of, of that. And so That's, you know, for me, that's what I think causes the rage and the grief, because I don't, I don't, my outlook, like as a political science major as an undergrad, and one of the first questions I got asked in my first political science course was, what is your belief in the nature of man? At the time they said man, right? Good or bad. Um, and that really colors what I learned from that, you know, that, that, that major is that where one sits in that is really going to color uh, how one moves in the world mm-hmm. and white supremacy and patriarchy is staunchly in the camp of bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. whether we, like I could be out in the world saying one thing, but if that core belief has not been challenged because I've been indoctrinated by virtue of being born here, by virtue of my parents being born here, my grandparents, like it's all, you know, it's been millennia. You said, you said, you, when you were talking before, you were like, oh, for, you know, decades. And in my mind, I thought, fucking decades. Sure, (laughs) sure, 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 sure. It's fucking millennia. Like patriarchy and white supremacy, but even looking at patriarchy, the patriarchy, the essence we forget, like the essence of patriarchy is the control of a woman's body. Yeah. Like we can start talking about this other stuff is now we're, 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 we're expanding gender. Okay, great. Yes. And the essence of it is to control a woman's reproductive health, a cis woman's ability to have children and to make babies. There's other offshoots to it, but that's the core. Mm. And if Mm -hmm. we can't have that conversation and we get yelled at and this and all this other stuff comes in, that's the essence of fucking patriarchy. Mm -hmm. It still comes back to silencing women (laughs) you know but we can't Mm -hmm. have these conversations Mm -hmm. and then and so to even try to try to get you know why you you said something of like simply listen to black women why don't we believe black women there's all this other stuff because not only are white women indoctrinated in white supremacy as white women they're indoctrinated in patriarchy as women because we all are yeah right that's right and we also you know bell hooks does amazing writing about the way in which women perpetuate patriarchy it's not just a male, a male problem, you know, men's problem. For whether sure. you're, you know, cis or trans, whatever. Like I, you mm-hmm. know. So that, you know, that's where my brain is. My thoughts, my body is going. Like I'm thinking about. I was writing down words of like during this time, like where what's all floating around, you know? And since I'm a writer, I'm always thinking about different words and I've like sovereignty, autonomy, body, embodied, internalized, integrated, consciousness, perception. Because I think I get it, like we're in action now, like shit is happening the hammer is down um, for more women than it was a week ago. There were many women, nothing has fucking changed with this ruling. 
They had no access to fucking abortion here in the United States. They lived in a state that that shit was already taken or made so difficult it was it was essentially like taken. You know, so I think like how do we how do I, I, I don't know. So I have to fall back on like well all I can do is continue to offer other people a practice of for themselves lifting. I don't know what you're going to find when you lift the veil but there are some very specific ways that are available to us that you don't have to fucking pay for. I mean, you got to pay for our force, but like the, the skills themselves, like, you know, they, you don't have to fucking pay for this shit. Cause it's yours. It's yours to, yeah. it's yours to do, but our structure, the systems of mm. oppression make us believe that the only thing that we can't, you know, it's, it's like, only that which is given to us is real. Mm-hmm. It almost yeah. feels like, you know, right. it's like there's so much more out there that's real and tangible that is already ours. Right. Well, that's part of the, you know, that folks digesting the possibility that's told to them as opposed to exploring the infinite possibility that's available, right? Um, yeah. And I- well, Like I, that, you know, and it's fed of like, mm-hmm. that's it's right. like if I hear another fucking- Democratic politician tell me to go vote, and then that's the period. <laughs> like, right, 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 you, right, right. Are you kidding me? You know, like that. It, that's an example of what yeah. you just said. Of like, they act as if that's the only possibility, and, it, and I'm right. just floored, and floored right. by that. That's all you're giving folks. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we'll definitely be sharing AOCs. I mean, it's been it's been making the making the rounds, but I definitely appreciate the clarity where she's like, okay, and if not this, then, then what, this. y'all? But people need details. People need specificity. We are yeah. done with the smokescreen of just vote this way, just vote this way, and it'll all magically right <laughs> uh, work out. And yeah. you know, as we're wrapping up. Um, I wanted to say that I appreciated too, you know, the piece about, you know, folks not having these conversations and, you know, that's why we put invoking collectivism into the tool that it's something we have to work towards, right. Starting with self so that I can be mindful and increasing my consciousness and also have the resiliency to engage in my own work as I, endeavor to do less harm as I navigate, you know, things that come up for me that are um, putting me in like a liminal space, right? Like you're going to tell me something's possible or you're going to tell me something wasn't possible that I thought was possible. That's what came up for me. Like we're not having collectively the conversation about how abortion has actually been functionally inaccessible to the most marginalized communities, even though it's legally available. Right. And so what it would take, or I guess it's a question that I want to invite folks into of, what would it take for you, the I, to be showing up to these conversations? What does it take for cisgendered women to be showing up to conversations about reproductive justice for folks that are not cis women, um, right? And also then like having this conversation that you're bringing in of like, and also patriarchy is about controlling cis- cisgendered women's bodies, right? So what is, is the, both the both end, end. there, right? Yeah, the both, both end. end and how do we have those conversations so that we're not further divided, which leaves us more right. susceptible to the, poss- the very limited possibilities that white supremacy and patriarchy have us operating in, right? Mm-hmm. And so how do we actually use these hard conversations of, 
increasing our consciousness of creating conditions for collectivism, but with a mindfulness of targeted identities and non-targeted identities so that we actually come out closer, right? In community and not further Well, apart. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, you'd have to define for me what you mean by closer. Cause that's the thing for me of like, I don't need to be closer to like, it's not close, not about closer to me. It's about making space for people's humanity and their experience of the world. Like, I don't necessarily, to disagree with someone doesn't mean I need to demonize someone. To disagree mm -hmm. with someone doesn't mean I need to uh, create mechanisms for your demise or yeah. to say that you lack humanity or, you know, to throw yeah. someone to kill someone, you know what I mean? Like that's, mm -hmm. I think there's also like, I want to, I want to be really careful. I mean, I respect that that's, you know, uh, where you're coming from. I want to say like, I don't necessarily need to be closer to people. You know, you're much more like, you know, in the world than I am. I'm a loner. I'm happy. Yeah. Isolationist. I like to be by myself, but I have a deep love and uh, uh, appreciation for humanity. So I want us to be able to make space of like, why does disagreement mean translate into annihilation or or making mm -hmm. invisible? Mm -hmm. like, I don't I don't agree with that. I don't I don't necessarily sure. need to be close to you <laughs> if I don't agree with you. But I also don't I don't think I have I don't believe I have the right to create the mechanisms for your demise or to mm -hmm. demonize you mm -hmm. or to make mm -hmm. you to make it appear that one is less human or less mm -hmm. deserving of of love and happiness and joy. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually don't, I think that you asking the question, what I meant by closer is, um, helps me to have a better word for it, which is really about connected, but not like connected, like we're hanging out every day, but like a mindfulness of our interconnectedness, right. Which actually means that I can't demonize you because we are one, right. So that's really what I meant by closer. And I'll take that out. I would say more connected on the pathway to deep inter, like a belief system. What rooted do you mean, in take that out? I'm moving the word closer because that's not actually what I meant. And it's okay, more like connected. I meant yeah, like yeah. connected on the path towards being interconnected. What can I do today yeah. to make that space, to be more mindful of being connected to those that I may not be connected to, that I may not Or like, because I think a lot of us feel like we're trying to drive toward this place where we all agree. Yeah, exactly. That's and when I'm not, no. I mean, I personally am not. There's, I don't believe that's, I think that's a false premise. Yeah, and I think that's the, right. The, and, but I think a lot of us are driving toward that because we also are being given the option of like, if we don't agree, we'll kill each other. Yeah. One of us has that's to right. die um, right. if we don't agree. And yeah. that for me is the false premise of like, uh, you know, I think that there, and as a community, when we're yeah. invoking collectivism, I think that there's a line that we find of like, what is just not, tolerable sure you know, what is not allowable rape pedophilia you know shit like, like, which is dehumanizing but that's dehumanizing right? exactly so, so ha right? but having mm -hmm. the converse i think yeah. we just have we have i don't i don't i maybe it would be an interesting mm -hmm. uh you know intellectuals phd <laughs> yeah uh yeah. paper to look at like what yeah. is where did i mean i'm sure it's not one moment in history but multiple points in history sure. that uh or maybe one could argue, and my brain is running, mm -hmm. one could argue that is the essence of, of white supremacy and patriarchy, yeah. you know, yeah. and it, you know, but my partner and I always talk about how white supremacy is, will continuously eat itself. And yeah. so I think, you know, that's what cis class privileged white women are experiencing right now. Yeah. Is 
you know, it came for you. <laughs> it's been, it's been at us forever. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, we, mm-hmm. we are not enough because it's all consuming. Yeah. And yeah. so now it's branching yeah. out, but mm-hmm. I know you want to close. So. Yeah. Well, not want to, but I just was <laughs> trying to. to honor the time that we yeah, had yeah, yeah, created totally. around totally, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So we, uh, invite folks definitely always into intersectional inquiry, curious to hear from you all what's coming up uh, and, you know, what folks are noticing about the intersection of our various identities and how it's playing out. We always invite folks to stay in the eye. So yeah, I'm leaving this with a curiosity to see how this will, what this will spark for folks. And I appreciate you, Deidre, for sharing exactly where you are. And I love you. Mm -hmm. So thanks for that. Right back at you. (laughs)